We hope you enjoy this podcast from Light Church Edithburg. To find out more about us, visit lightchurch.co. Right, we're going to uh, look at a passage in Matthew uh, 23, verse 37. And wh- where this is in the Bible, Jesus had been doing his public ministry for a few years now, and he entered into Jerusalem. It's the big entry, it's the big triumphant entrance. They're putting down palm leaves, he's coming in on a donkey, and it's a triumphant entrance, but he knows in a few days he's going to lay down his life. And Jesus had been preaching the good news. He'd been proclaiming the good news. He'd been loving people, healing the lepers, healing uh, those in need. But there was friction building. And he had a huge following of the crowd, often the down and outs, often people put aside. But the religious leaders were getting more and more wound up because he was messing with all their rules. He was telling them off. He was wrecking the Sabbath. He was wrecking their little rituals. And this tension was building. And... In a few days after what we're going to read, Jesus is going to be killed. And a few days later, he raises from the dead. But I just want you to feel the tension that's in the air. So you imagine this Jesus, he's got this crowd of followers and listeners, but he also knows what's coming. So it's his last few days, and this is just a, just a snippet of what he was saying in those last few days in verse 37. We can put it up. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets... And stones God's messengers. How often I've wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings, but you wouldn't let me. And now look, your house is abandoned and desolate. For I tell you this, you will never see me again until you say blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. He was talking to Jerusalem, the people, that's the holy city of Israel, the hub, and He was talking, before this, he was arguing with the religious leaders. (laughs) And he was mourning for them because he's saying, I've got this message. I've got this good news. I've got this new way of living. I've got this new way to connect to God. I've got this whole new way of doing life, of loving people, of loving God. But you haven't got it. You haven't followed. You haven't listened. And while some people have, you haven't. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the religious, you haven't got it. And he's mourning. And he uses this really interesting image of a mother hen. You don't hear that much the mother hen. And Jesus, there's a lot of images for Jesus. There's a lot of words for Jesus. There's the lion and the lamb. Uh, there's the word, wonderful counselor, prince of peace, king, shepherd, lord of lords, wisdom. The word, when you see in the New Testament refer to the word, it refers to Jesus. So there's all these different images of Jesus. And it doesn't mean Jesus is literally a lamb. (laughs) But it's an image. And here he he refers to himself as a mother hen. Wanting to protect these chicks beneath his wings. I thought that was pretty cool. And I I was reading this, I'm like, I haven't really just thought about that much before. So we're just going to dig into that a little bit today. And let's just pray, God, I thank you for your word. Thank you for your love, your grace. I just pray that we leave here knowing you more, knowing your word more, filled with your love. In the name of Jesus, amen. You know, mums play a special role, don't they? And I know every house is different, and uh, we all grow up in different environments, um, but uh, mums, they've got the compassion, the care. They're good at the little things, like the snacks and doing the hair. I can't do the girl's hair. 
a try and it's a fail. Like I'm, I, there's the little things the mums are good at. It's the wisdom and the protection. It's the guidance. It's the life lessons. I remember growing up, if I was in trouble, I'd go to mum. Right, she was the, uh, maybe the, the easier way to deal with the trouble. I remember once, and uh, I, I was a little bit cheeky sometimes, and when I got in trouble, I just came out with it straight to mum, and just because I knew she'd just be a little bit softer than, than old Darren. And uh, I remember once, and uh, I, I, was at, I was at school, I would have been, I don't know, I would have been a teenager, and I wasn't good with the computers. And uh, I, had a good fr- I had a friend who was a bit like Scott Nankerville, pretty good with computers, and I said to my friend, look, how about you do this assignment, and I'll give you 20 bucks. But the problem was I didn't have 20 bucks. So I went home that night, and I said, oh, what am I going to do? So I said to mum, look, mum, I'm not proud of it, but I made a transaction. I said, Eva, here's what we could do. You can give me 20 bucks and I'll never do it again and I'll do a few things around the house or I can get in lots and lots of trouble. What would you like to do? She gave me 20 bucks. <laughs> and I never did it again. Darren, Daz wouldn't have given me $20. I remember if I wanted a day off, if I was pretending to be sick but not really sick, you go to mum, you don't go to dad, right? Uh, if you're actually sick and you want care, you don't go to dad, you go to mum, right? Um, if you've got news to share, it, I think of Talia and, and often the mums get the dirtier jobs. Like uh, our, we, were, we had our first trip to Adelaide with the three kids and Teddy's two and a half weeks now and we just got to Adelaide and he just pooed everywhere and just everywhere, uh, you name it, and it was on it. And, uh, and somehow I ended up laughing with Myra and, and poor Talia was cleaning up and I don't know, mums just get themselves in this position and just just just... The glue that holds literally a whole society together, I think, are mums. And uh, like I said, we've all had different experiences, but Jesus chose to use an example of a mother hen. A mother hen. A special image that wants to protect, wants to cover. Like I said, the people of Israel, many of them followed, but the religious leaders didn't. He wanted to protect them. He wanted to cover them. He wanted to, and like a mother hen protects her chicks. That's what he wanted to do, but they wouldn't let him. He wanted to protect. He wanted to cover. He wanted to give his love, but they wouldn't let him. So I was just thinking, okay, Jesus uses example as a mother hen, and that means where the chicks. And I, I like the sound of being protected under the wings of Jesus. That sounds pretty safe. That sounds like it's a bit of love and protection. And so I was just thinking, okay, what, what does it take to, be, to find ourselves under the wings of Jesus? Because obviously not everyone did. There was many who did find protection underneath, beneath the wings of Jesus. But then there was many who didn't. And that's why he was killed on a cross. So then that means we have a choice. Whether we find ourselves protected beneath the wings of Jesus, or we don't. And I know where I want to be. (laughs) And so I've just got a few thoughts about that and what it takes for us. And the first is humility. Matthew 5, 5, it says, God blesses those who are humble for they inherit the earth. It's a sermon on the mount, and we have to come humbly to Jesus. Humbly, humility is saying, I need you. I need you. 
I don't know if you've ever seen when children are trying to do something, they can't do it, but they won't have your help. Uh, for instance, my, my girls are trying to tie shoelaces, and it's a bit above them at the moment, and they were getting so angry, they were getting livid that they couldn't tie these shoelaces, but they would not help me because apparently I'm incapable of tying shoelaces right. And, and they were just getting angry and angry and livid, but they wouldn't come ask for help. And I wonder how much pain sometimes we cause ourselves because we don't humbly come to Jesus. When we say, Jesus, actually you're Lord, I'm not, and I need you, and there's nothing wrong with that because you're God, not me. But how often don't we do it? How often is it the last thing we do? Wisdom, guidance, strength, the mother hen. wonder what life would be like if we just humbly come to Jesus. I wonder what wisdom we'd have. I wonder what strength we'd have. We need humility. We won't find ourselves beneath the wings under the protection of Jesus if we don't come humbly. Because that's recognizing that we're the chick, not the mother hen. <laughs> I think sometimes I want to be the mother hen. But really, I'm just a chick. And we're going to be okay with that. It's not very popular in our world to be less than. Everyone wants to build themselves up and be the first, be the best, just like the disciples. But to come underneath the wings of Jesus, the protection of Jesus, we have to come humbly. Jesus, we need you. I need you. I'll lay down my life, my agenda, my opinion, my security, and come under your protection, your care. Second thing I think we need, and it's a bit like humility, but I think we need openness and vulnerability. Another word you could use in there is repentance. I think it goes hand in hand. Uh, Myra, our oldest, she's three and a half, and she's very open when she's been naughty, a bit like me. But I love it because it's very easy to deal with. Like, you don't have to try and get the truth out of her. Uh, she came out, she's meant to be in bed the other night, and Nancy was, just started crying, but she was asleep, so that was a strange occurrence. And I said, Myra, did you wake her up? She said, yes, Dad, I did. Okay. She came in the other day, she said, Daddy, look, I drew on the wall. I said, that's not good. She goes, no, sorry, Dad, I'll clean it. And then I had to help her clean it. She said, good cleaning, Dad, look, it's a little bit defeating. But, like, she doesn't hide anything. She does something naughty, she tells you, she accepts it. And you don't actually know what to do then, because you're like, how do I discipline? She's already disciplined herself. But it's just easy to deal with. Right? You're not, not trying to hide anything. And I think sometimes we do that. You know, God knows everything. He's everywhere. Yet we, we come to God and sometimes try and hide stuff. <laughs> he knows everything. He's everywhere. He knows our past, our present, and our future, but we come into church, we come into times of prayer, we come into worship with God, and we just leave something in the back corner. Maybe something we did, or an attitude, or something we're holding on to, or a feeling, or an emotion, and we don't bring it to God, because for some reason, we just feel a bit weird about it. We just feel a bit awkward about it. And it's like there's this barrier. I think it's like when you text people. Like when you text people, you don't know what their face is doing. So you might send what you think is a joke, but on the other end, there's no smile, right? Or, or you might put a bit of sarcasm in a text, but I don't get that. 
And some people just aren't good at texting. Uh, maybe it's your mum. And uh, sometimes you ask someone, do you want to have uh, lunch at the cafe or the hotel? And they'll just reply back, okay. Right? That's not, that's not helpful. Right. Texting, there's this barrier. It doesn't really work. Like face-to-face communication. It's different, isn't it? And I think that's what it's like when we come to God and we leave stuff in the past, maybe an attitude, we leave something in the back pocket, maybe what we've done that week that we're not really proud of, it. we don't want anyone to know, or what we're feeling or what we're thinking, or maybe a disappointment, and it's like it's in our back pocket and we're trying to hide it from God, but He knows about it, we know about it, it's just a little bit awkward. But if we would just come to God and say, hey, I know you know, I know I know, I'm sorry, I don't know what to do with this, here it is. Here's how I'm feeling, even if it's not pretty. Well, if we just come to God in the good, bad and ugly, that kind of barrier that we seemingly, imaginarily, that's not even a word, but we create ourselves just kind of disappears. That's what repentance does. That's what confession does. That's what coming openly, humbly, vulnerably comes to God. It just removes the barrier. And we can just find ourselves beneath His wings, resting where we're meant to be. Now you find, you read the New Testament, you read the Gospels, look at all the people that experienced the kingdom of God. Look at all the people that experienced Jesus' love, his miracles. They came as they were. They were lepers, they just came with their leprosy. Not that they had a choice. They were in need, they just came in need. They were tax collectors, they came as tax collectors. They were prostitutes, they just came as prostitutes. Uh, Who didn't experience the kingdom of God? The religious leaders who were trying to look holy, who were trying to perform, who were all about the status. They wouldn't lay that down, but those who came as they were, the disciples, the fishermen, everyone who wasn't meant to be holy, according to the religious leaders, they came to God openly as they were and they experienced the kingdom of God, found protection beneath the wings of Jesus. Come humbly. Nothing we need to do is we need to, we need to get close. Logistically, practically, if you want to be near Jesus, I know he, imagine Jesus is the pulpit. If we want to be near Jesus, we're going to get close to Jesus. Now, I know God's with us everywhere we go, but it's a picture, isn't it? If you want to be hide within the, beneath the wings of Jesus, under his protection, his care, we've got to get close to him. I love the story of Zacchaeus, the chief tax collector, a little man. It's a story of a little tax collector who, who went up a tree to have a look at Jesus. And he had lots of practical reasons to, to stay at a distance. He was hated. He was the chief tax collector. You know how, how tax collecting worked was the Romans, all the way from Rome to Jerusalem, would put out how many taxes they want per region. Then you had to bid to collect the taxes. So, for instance, if there was a million dollars that needed to be collected in taxes, I'd offer Rome $1,200,000. So you had to be pretty rich to collect taxes because you need a lot of money to give to Rome so you could go collect the taxes. So Rome would want a million dollars. I'd offer Rome 1.2 million 
then I'd go collect 1.6 million to make a profit. So if you're a chief tax collector, you got money. You got money. Because you're not only getting taxes to make profit, you've already paid to have the right to do that. And he's doing it to his own people, and they know they're ripping him off, uh, so he's just hated. So he probably doesn't want to go in the crowd, but he's probably worried what Jesus would say to him. <laughs> and so he goes up a tree, not very close to Jesus. But this is the love and grace of Jesus, that Jesus closed the distance. Jesus came to Zacchaeus. Jesus talked to Zacchaeus, went and ate in his home and in his life. He made a decision to change his life forever. And Jesus, he's made it pretty easy. For, he's done it all. Jesus came to earth. He laid down his life. He took sin and death, rose from the grave. So you and me, just by faith, we're, we're forgiven, we're made free. Jesus closed the distance. Whatever distance you feel like you're at, at dis, uh, from Jesus, he closed it. We just have to invite him in to our home, to our life, and walk with him. He closed the distance. And so now, if we just want to, if we just want to hide beneath the wings of Jesus, we just need to get close and have a bit of quality time. Quality time, the biggest lesson I've learned in my marriage. Quality time. But we need to do it with Jesus. Just get close, have a bit of quality time. Talk, listen, pray, worship. If we want to find ourselves beneath the wings of Jesus, we've got to get close to Jesus. Last point. If we want to find ourselves beneath the wings of Jesus, the mother hen, we need to stay and be still. Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. A river brings joy to the city of our God, a sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day, God will protect it. The nations are in chaos and their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders and the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's army is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Come and see the glorious works of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world. He causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honoured by every nation. I will be honoured throughout the world. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Be still and know that I'm God. Be still. That's a special one for mums, probably. Be still. When you don't clock off. Or... But it's hard in our world to be still. Mum, dad, man, woman, child, elderly. There's a million things that want our attention. Look at these horrible little devices that are handy in some ways, but they probably wreck our peace at the same time. And then there's all the other stuff going on in the world. Being still is tricky. But if we want to find ourselves beneath the wings of Jesus, I think we've got to learn how to be still. And I'm not saying it's your permanent way of existing. 
being still isn't how we exist. But I think we need moments of stillness. Moments to be still in God's presence. It says, why do we be still? Be still and know that I am God. Now, if you're running around, charging around, doing your day today, you've got to stop to catch your breath. I was coaching footy yesterday, and they were a bit puffed out. And they could have done with some more breaks, but they didn't have any. That's why we lost. And uh, they needed to be still. To recover, to rest, to be filled. You know, we need to be still to, to catch our breath, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be still. Have you been rushing around, and, and, and someone says something, but you don't hear it, and you've got to stop and look at them and catch what they said? I found when I'm moving too fast, when I'm rushing around, my hearing goes downhill pretty fast. Are we going to be still to hear the voice of God? If I'm moving too fast, if I'm too preoccupied, I'm not really good at listening. We need to be still to hear the voice of God. When we're rushing around, doing what we do, you see a glimpse of someone. I picked up lunch uh, for some of our team here at church on Thursday and I, I went in because I was pretty hungry and I went to rush out because I was pretty hungry and I, I had a glance and I saw a guy in the window and I'm like, oh, and I'm like, hang on. I had a bit of a look. I'm like, no, yes. Turns out it was a guy I know from Mildura but I haven't seen him in like seven years. But if I just had a quick glance while I was moving, I wouldn't have caught that. If I had to stop and have a proper look. You know, when we be still, we get a good perspective on life. Sometimes we're rushing around, doing what we do, the jobs, the chores. We've all got a list of stuff we should do, want to do, and don't want to do, right? And everything's in it together. And we're rushing around, and we see the big things, we see the little things, we see the issues. And we need to just stop and be still to see who God is, to see his perspective on everything else. But it only happens when we stop and be still beneath the wings of Jesus and like I said it's not an existence stillness is an existence but we need moments of it to stop and be still and to finish that that's that's what we're going to do just be still what if the team can come back up and you know Jesus the mother hen. Jesus the mother hen. I don't know if you thought about that much. Jesus the mother hen. Maybe right now is the great time just to reflect on that and be still. And God will just show you a new element of his love, his nature, his personality, his character. Be still. Get close to Jesus. He's right here. Be still. Come humbly. Realise actually I need I need you, God. Come as we are. Whether you're, whether you're feeling great or pretty rubbish, we just come as we are to you, God, because you love me the same. I'll come humbly to you. I'll get close to you and I'm just going to be still.
Be still and know that you're God. In the presence of Jesus, our Lord, our King, our Shepherd, our Servant, the Lion, the Lamb, and apparently the Mother Hen, full of love, full of protection, full of care. It sounds so safe, so comforting. So God, I just thank you for everyone here. All the diversity, all the ages, the families, the individuals, the, the singles, the married, the kids, the retired, the, every different person here, God, I just thank you for them. God, you love them all so much. You know them and you're here ready just to fill them with your love. You're like a mother hen just wanting to protect us beneath your wings, God. And we humbly come to you, God. We need you. There's no doubt about it. And we come as we are. God, you already know it all. You know the good, bad and the ugly. So we come as we are vulnerably, openly into your loving care. We're close to you, God, and we're just going to be still. And, and we just invite you. You're the mother hen. You're, you're God. You're king. You're Lord, not us. We're just the chicks beneath your wings. So we invite you just to do as you see fit. I pray that there'll be peace. I pray that you'll fill us with your love, your joy, your protection, your comfort. And God, I pray as we be still, I pray that we'll catch our breath. God, for those weary, fill them with your Holy Spirit. God, for those who feel at a distance, I pray that they'll hear your voice. God, I pray for those who feel like they're in a cloud, that they'll see a new perspective on life and what's going on. That actually you're so close, that you're in control, that you're working things out. So God, we just invite you to do as you see fit. You're Lord, not us. We just come humbly, openly, we're close to you and we, we need you and we're just going to be still in your presence. I pray that you bless us, fill us with your spirit. The team are just going uh, to sing a song and I, I just want us to be still. Holy Spirit.